Hi, everybody, and welcome back to the Macro Compass. If a couple of regional banks in the US were so bad at managing their interest rate risk and the risk of deposit outflows to blow up in a few hours, how can we really be sure that other banks will not face similar problems? Having run a large investment portfolio at a European bank and being part of the management for the treasury department of that bank, I will try to use my practical experience to provide you with a quick primer on how banks approach risk management of a large securities portfolio to give you context. Then a level-headed analysis of the damage that higher interest rates do to a bank's balance sheet overall and the resulting assessment of what are the broad contagion risks for the US banking sector. And given the inflation numbers just released, an update on what is the likely Fed reaction fu function in this environment. Banks buy bonds for two main reasons, guys. They clip coupons and to meet regulation. When you attract deposits and you do nothing on the asset side of a bank, you're going to accumulate reserves automatically at your domestic central banks. Deposit come in, you do nothing with it, and you have reserves at the central bank. But banks want to make money. And generally, bonds yield more than central bank reserves, as you can see in this first chart in the article. Now, sum up regulation, which is forcing large banks to own 20% of their balance sheet roughly in liquid assets, which is bonds mostly. And there you go. Banks have huge investment portfolios for two reasons. They want to clip coupons, make more money than just parking reserves at the Fed, and they have to meet regulation. But how do banks approach the risk management of such gigantic portfolios? A prudent bank hedges most, if not all, its interest rate risk coming from the securities portfolio with swaps. The bank buys bonds and pays swaps against it as an edge. The bank therefore earns just the spread between the bond yield and the swap yield. The risks are edged and that's it. But now comes the trick, which is accounting. Because swaps are derivatives and their standard accounting treatment is to directly hit the profit and loss statement of the bank hence causing quite some immediate volatility for the financial results of the bank itself. And banks don't like that volatility in their financial results and investors don't like it either. And that's why in order to facilitate the task of hedging the interest rate risk in the securities portfolios, the regulators allow for something called hedge accounting. If you buy bonds and you put them in the available for sale category and use swaps to hedge the interest rate risk, all that PL volatility is gone. The small volatility that is the result of the offsetting bonds and swaps hits the capital position of the bank. So easy peasy, no drama. You buy bonds, you put them in available for sale, you use swaps to hedge the interest rate risk, you use the hedge accounting rule that regulators have allowed you. Little volatility, economically speaking, because risks are hedged, and also accounting-wise, you have a very friendly treatment with no PL volatility. But what happens instead in the US if you book bonds in held to maturity? If you do that, in the US, the accounting rules are such that hedging the interest rate risk using swaps on these bonds in held to maturity is quite punitive. How does that work? Swaps hedging the held to maturity bonds do not receive that friendly accounting treatment called hedge accounting I just discussed which means they go back to being treated exactly what they were, which is derivatives. Therefore, these swaps 
hit the profit and loss statement of the bank with their volatility. But the bonds that are booked in the whole to maturity, they do not hit the PL of the bank. So you see the asymmetry. It's massive. You have bonds in health to maturity, they don't hit the profit and loss with their volatility, with their interest rate volatility. You have swaps that you're trying to use as a hedge against the bonds. You don't get the friendly offsetting uh, accounting treatment, which means you have the hedging instrument swaps hitting your PL and the bonds, on the other hand, which do not do that, which creates quite an inconvenient asymmetry and a lot of PL volatility that banks hate, which means that the result is that US banks end up not hedging interest rate risk on health to maturity bonds. This is very important because the health to maturity losses, as you can see in the last table in the article, accumulated on these bonds can be very large. Have a look at that table and you will see systemically important banks being mentioned in there with the likes of Charles Wobbs, for instance, whose health to maturity bond losses are almost, hear me out, double their capital position. And even for a huge bank like Bank of America, these losses could wipe out, could wipe out half of their capital. Now, that makes us think whether are there large US banks as well out there at risk of going belly up to? And given today's inflation print, what will the Fed do? The remaining part of the article will provide you with a level-headed analysis of the damage that higher interest rates do to a bank's balance sheet overall, taking into account the many other dimensions to a bank's balance sheet and not only the health to maturity bonds, making an assessment of what are the broad contagion risks and looking at the Fed reaction function in this environment after today's inflation print. If you enjoyed the article so far and you're eager to read or to listen more about it, come and join the Macro Compass premium platform. You'll get access to the full-length piece, many more timely pieces, an actionable investment strategy that will help you navigate this very volatile macro environment, which also, of course, affect, affects your portfolios and your savings. Check out which subscription tier suits you the most using the link at the end of the article or going on themacrocompass.com forward slash subscribe. I will talk to you again, guys, very soon.